Welcome, everyone, to the first Connect show of the DC Leadership Conference. And I'm Cindy Hollis, and I'm here with Colby Garrison. And you're going to be hearing a lot from us over the next four days. So we hope you don't mind, and we hope you are okay to get used to us. But hi, Colby. Hi, Cindy. It's exciting, isn't it? It is very exciting. This is my first DC DC Leadership Conference, so (laughs) I am so excited. I cannot wait. I'm so looking forward to everything that's going to be happening. And Colby is new to uh, DC Leadership Conference, but not new to ACB because she's been with us now for a little over 11 months on staff. Yes. And... uh, We'll get more uh, about you here in a few minutes, but why don't we meet the man of the hour um, or weekend or year, (laughs) (laughs) certainly the man of ACB, our president, Dan Spoon. Good afternoon, Dan. Well, thank you, Cindy. Thank you, Colby. It's wonderful to be here. As uh, my wife, Leslie, says, I think uh, she's dubbed me the virtual president uh, because (laughs) two years ago, we had the DC Leadership Conference in person, and that was the last in-person event So we had. So here we are coming up on our on our second anniversary of uh, when we actually last got together in person. But you know, it's ACB, so we take lemons and we make lemonade out of it. And I am so proud of what our organization has done, our ACB staff, our uh, advocacy steering committee. So many of our wonderful ACB committees have all really come together uh, to create four exciting days of programming for our DC Leadership Conference. We've got uh, first today, uh, after, and first of all, to Cindy and Colby, thanks for these connection shows. You know, they really uh, are a wonderful idea. They're kind of the glue that holds us all together and kind of allows us to roll through each of the afternoons. So thanks to both of you all in advance. I know you'll do an absolutely outstanding job with all your energy. It's our pleasure. So. We've been looking yeah. forward to it. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, cool. And so, uh, so each day, first two days will be president's meetings and they'll run from one uh, to six. And then we'll have a, this I think is really cool, a Spanish language wrap-up show each day hosted by Gabriel Lopez Cafati and Swatha Nanda Kumar. And it's really, I think, a wonderful chance to reach out to our you know, primary Spanish language speaking members and give them an opportunity to really get involved in ACB. So that's a first for us this year. And I'm very proud of our Multicultural Affairs Hispanic Subcommittee and the work we put in place. So so please listen if you're a Spanish language speaker <laughs> to, uh, uh, to Gabriel and Swatha at the end of uh, each day from 6 to 6.30. And we'll also have podcasts that we'll make available with two hours of highlights each day that will be in Spanish language. And those will be available a couple of weeks after the conference. So stay tuned for that. But boy, today it's going to be exciting over the over the uh, four days, we're going to meet our seven ACB advisory board members and, uh, and take a, a, have a nice video. Eric uh, Bridges interviewed each one of them, and we're going to learn a little bit more about them, what makes them tick, and why they have such a passion for ACB. So I think that's going to be a wonderful uh, kind of cadence throughout the, the four-day event. 
uh, as well as just, oh, breakout sessions. Each day, we're going to have three concurrent breakout sessions. Uh, uh, room A will be hosted on ACB Media 6. Room B will be ACB Media 7. Room C will be ACB Media 8. And then the general session throughout the day in these Connect shows will also be on ACB Media 6. So lots of wonderful content. It'll all get turned into podcasts at the end. So no one will get left out if they had two of their favorite sessions that are airing at the same time. And I know, Cindy, you're on one here at the beginning for yep, this first day to talk membership. a little about yeah. membership. And yeah. And let's have a good brainstorming session with Brett Humphreys, one yeah. of our ACB advisory board members to really, uh, you know, let's let's get some thoughts out there. Of how can we think out of the box for the membership Absolutely. Of ACB for the future? Yeah. So, yeah. And excited about later in the day, of course, Lucy, Colby, and I will all three be talking about one of our favorite topics ever, yeah. and that is the community. So oh, that'll yeah. be great. That'll be ending up the day today. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you're, yes. you're going to kick us off uh, for the evening. So, so well, Dan, I want to ask you a question because sure. you said we're going to learn what makes the advisory board tick. Mm-hmm. So I want to know what makes you tick. What keeps Dan going? Um, you You've been a member a long time in ACB in Florida, Mm -hmm. but really got involved in ACB probably what, like 12 years ago, 11 years, 12 years ago. I would say really my first true introduction was the ACB uh, conference and convention in Orlando, Florida in 2009. I I like to say I didn't go to ACB. ACB came to Leslie. 13 years ago. Yeah. And that's when I got to meet you and Leslie and- Mm -hmm. And I remember the first time, like, encouraging you to join the board, run mm-hmm. for the board. You probably had no it's idea all your then. Fault. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would. You and Brenda, Dylan, yeah. and Dan, Dylan. You know, yeah, so my uh, yes. Oh my gosh! Uh, but I'll, I'll take the blame because look at you now. Um, <laughs> so, but I want to know at that mm-hmm. time, I mean, you couldn't have imagined being president, right, of ACB. Never in and, my wildest right, dreams would okay, I have thought right. that. Yes. So, what brought you to that place where mm. you ran? Yeah. And how would you summarize the last three years or so mm-hmm. uh, in, in a you know, minute or so? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I always say this all the time, ACB is an evolution, not a revolution. And, and so I was kind of winding down my, my professional career and I wanted to find a place to get involved and, and have a purpose, you know, have oh, boy, something you? that was, <laughs> you know, that I had passion for that meant a lot to me. And so mm-hmm. I first got involved in some ACB committees and, and really kind of caught the bug there. And then, like I said, Brenda and Dan and you kind of encouraged me to run for the board. And mm-hmm. then I got in, you know, got to be involved in some more activities and, uh, you know, enjoyed solving problems and helping ACB and meeting all kinds of wonderful people. And once it kind of gets in your blood, right, it's addictive. You know, you you, you can't yeah. wait to the next DC leadership conference yeah. and the next convention yeah. and seeing all your friends. It's support, right? That's what always got me. You know, I want to 
want to be with other people are going through the same journey I'm going through. And it, it's so cool. We'll, we'll see this in Omaha for, for some of our new folks this year. When ACB comes and takes over a hotel and we're in the majority for a week, yeah. it is <laughs> It, it is, is empowering, cool. isn't it? It's yeah. very, very empowering. Yeah. And so, you know, just continuing on that journey and, and I've, you know, finding some success and adding value and just the mission. I, I really believe we are growing ACB to really be the chief influencer of the blind and low vision community. And you just see our voice resonating over and over again. And the latest is with this uh, not, no accessibility to uh, home COVID test kits. And here we are, you know, we've had dialogue with the White House, dialogue with National Institutes of Health. We've been invited to a listening session, uh, you know, with the director of uh, the program that's that's dealing with the tests, uh, you know, the, the COVID home test kits. Only an organization like ACB can have that voice. You can never have that voice by yourself. And so Absolutely. collectively organized we can make such a difference, and yep. and that's that's empowering. Strength really, in numbers, really, right? Yeah, it is. So it's it's a labor of love. These last three years, who could have who could have guessed? Um, I think it's really you know forced us to live our core values, you know, yep. of uh, integrity yep. and honesty, respect, collaboration, flexibility. flexibility. Oh my goodness, an initiative. initiative. <laughs> You know, when, when when conventions got canceled, we were able to to really move on a dime. The board met. We made quick decisions. We, I think, we're the pioneers in doing a first virtual convention in our field, and 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 then our membership stepped up. They were behind us all the way, and so energetic. And and the community that got launched out of thin air, and look where that's grown. And so. You know, the, the pandemic has been an absolutely terrible thing for the world and for our country and even our community. But boy, there's been some silver linings there where we have really, as I said, taken lemons and made lemonade out of it. And I'm just so proud of our organization. And I look, encourage everybody to have a wonderful four days and have fun, you know, absolutely Enjoy yourself, laugh, yes. joke, and learn something, you know, and, uh, and, uh, I know you guys will do a great job, and I think it's just right. going to be exciting four days. So well, thank you so much, ACB. Dan. Yes. yes. Thank All right. You, guys. you go go get ready for what you got to do. We're glad you stopped in. Appreciate you a lot. Thanks. Have a good afternoon. Right. Talk soon. Bye-bye. All right. All right. All right. Colby, we made it through our first guest. We did. <laughs> he, he made that pretty easy. Yeah, he did. <laughs> 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 All right, Vicky. We are so glad to have you, Vicky Preddy, right from uh, Vanda Pharmaceutical, one of our sponsors for this conference. Appreciate Vanda, and thank you so much. If you could uh, maybe share with us anything you'd like, but uh, could you give your title? So sure, but, yeah, sure. Well, thank you for for inviting us again. And Dan is a tough act to follow, isn't he? He's so. <laughs> How can I have some great energy? Enthusiasm? Yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, I, I'm um, a registered nurse educator, and my name is Vicki. Um, and I am one of four nurses with Vando uh, Pharmaceuticals. 
And I actually live in Central Florida, so I will be with um, at the ACB convention in Maitland in June. So I'm looking forward to seeing Dan and Leslie and, and everybody else as well. Wonderful. So that's yeah. for the Florida Council. Yes. Yeah, yeah for great. the Florida Council. So uh -huh. I was there last year for the first time. Very, really great, really great meeting. So, but this is a wonderful meeting to this DC Leadership Conference, and we're glad to be part of it. Um, so many of you know Vanda already, but for those who don't, um, we're a biopharmaceutical company uh, that offers support services and we provide education about a rare circadian rhythm disorder called non-24-hour sleep-wake disorder. And the condition is called non-24 for short, and it's the word non, N-O-N, and the number 24. We always like to make sure everybody knows that because sometimes it sounds like we're saying nine, but it's non-N-O-N. So I'm just going to give you a very, very brief intro to non-24 um, just for your benefit. So as you already know, the eye has two main functions, right? To perceive images and to capture light. Well, once captured, light information is sent to the brain, and that signals our internal clock to align with a typical 24-hour cycle. And light perception is a key element in maintaining alignment of our sleep-wake cycle. So a sleep-wake um, cycle that is misaligned may bring about restless, restlessness at night, um, an overwhelming urge to fall asleep during the day, and a range of functional problems at work or school. So excessive daytime sleepiness may also cause a person to miss important appointments or meetings or conferences like this. Um, it might get in the way of opportunities to learn new skills or spend time with family and friends. That's what happens with non-24 or what can happen. And the root cause is the lack of light perception. And we know that about seven out of 10 people living with total blindness have non-24, but people with low vision can have it too. So what nurse educators do with Vanda is raise awareness of non-24, we talk about the signs and the symptoms of it and what's happening and why. And we let people know uh, that help and resources for this disorder are available and accessible from Vanda. So nurse educators um, can provide education and raise awareness throughout the country. And we can do that either virtually like we are today or in person if you're holding um, meetings. We've been invited, just for example, to present non-24 at local, state, and national conferences, chapter meetings, support groups, manufacturing facilities, workshops for blind vendors, centers for independent living, lighthouses. I even attended some summer camps last year. And we, we exhibit um, or present information at marathons, walkathons, immersive museum tours, local sports days, and all different types of organizations like yours, um, veterans groups, athletic organizations, Lions Clubs, that's just to name a few. In other words, the opportunities to raise awareness of non-24 are really limitless. 
And our audience can be large or small, anything in between. So I would like to invite you to uh, reach out to me if you're looking for more information about Non24, or if you would like a guest speaker to join a future meeting or event anywhere in the country. And if it's okay, um, I'd like to give you my phone number now, um, and you can call me anytime if that's okay. Um, it's 202. 578-9060. And I work in the Southeast and then a little bit in the Northeast. So if you are anywhere outside of those two areas, I will make sure that you're connected with the, the uh, correct nurse educator. So um, I thank you all again for having us. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Have a great conference. And I think I have a little time to yield back to you. And Vicki, before you go, um, I would like to extend an invitation to Vanda to become part of our community events. So sometimes we have businesses or other organizations that will share uh, their uh, their services or uh, resources, information through a a presentation and it could be anywhere from a half hour typically they're an hour but it, it can be a half hour or it can be even up to uh, we do karaoke and that's usually two hours so um, <laughs> but I uh, you know the, these uh, community events have been going on since the beginning of COVID and we have upwards of a hundred calls a week oh, wow. and uh, we we send out a daily schedule to people, not just our members, but others as well, okay. um, every day. And it could be on a different topic, a different perspective. And then there's opportunity for Q&A. So the important piece with community events is it has to have an element of community participation. Okay. So people would need to be able to ask questions or, you know, provide feedback in some way. But if you are interested, please drop an email. Uh, you can use the email that you wrote to me, or you can okay. send to, of course, community at acb.org. And we'd be happy to, Colby or I would get back to you and uh, get you whatever information you needed to submit an event. And it could be at any time. We have Zoom accounts that we are happy to use for you. So this is for you, but it's also for anybody listening. We would welcome events, a new content all the time. And it could be something one, a one and done. It could be a monthly event. It could be weekly, however you wanted to do it. So I can tell you from, from just experience, I have a, one of these events each week that I do. And one of our topics a couple of weeks ago was non 24. And if oh. you have trouble sleeping and there were a lot of us that said, you know, yes, I, this is, these are my experiences. And so I think there would be a lot of interest on something like that. Oh, that is terrific. Thank you for that invitation. And this is national. It's actually worldwide. We have people from all over the world that join us on those calls. And uh, we know we've, we've touched, we've had about 200,000 touches in the last nearly two years. Um, so, you know, it, our calls might have 10 people on them and they might have 50 people on them. So it just depends on the time, the topic and, mm -hmm. you know. And and how things align. <laughs> so yes, yes yeah. absolutely. That anyway. is a 
great idea. And we, I will be in touch with you, Colby. All right. Sounds great. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Vicki. And uh, we appreciate that you took time out of your Saturday to be with us. Yes. My pleasure. You all have a great weekend. All right. You, you as too. Well. Thank you. All right. So before we go to Lucy, Colby, I got to ask you, um, and we did not plan this, so <laughs> is there anything in particular you're looking forward to this weekend? That was my first question. Um, so I, I was actually uh, taking a look at the agenda just one more time um, to see what's coming up this afternoon. And I think just uh, everything, really. I'm looking forward to kind of experiencing my first DC Leadership Conference and um, kind of getting the feel for everything that goes on with the president's meetings and then the legislative seminar uh, later on on Monday and Tuesday. And it is going to be great. I will admit to you that it's much funner in person. <laughs> uh, <yes. laughs> Just because then you get the people element, get to go out to dinner in the evenings and sit near new people at lunch and, yes. and you know, do what we like best, Colby, and that is get hugs. Hugs. I know. <laughs> hugs, hugs. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's continue on and talk about one of my favorite topics ever. And that is community. And uh, we recently uh, had formed, Dan formed a committee, a community support committee. He and I talked, wanted to create, uh, uh, have it composed of people that were active in our community. And so even down to the board support, we have people that have been involved in community since the early days of its inception. And um, when we looked at who to have chair it, we talked uh, and threw around some names and landed on someone who's been a longtime member of ACB and who we believed really, uh, she, she does facilitating, she does hosting, she volunteers in other ways, and she participates actively in the community. And again, has been on national committees and certainly uh, kind of knew the lay of the land of ACB and could really hit the ground running with this committee and has. so and she sure has. She has and keeps us all in line. Really good at that. <laughs> so welcome, Lucy Edmonds. <laughs> Thank you so much, Colby and Cindy. Oh, my gosh. This is so exciting to be on this Connect show. Wow. Um, yeah, I am so excited to have been asked to chair this committee um, because, you know, as the, the community has grown and changed so much in the past two years, and it has, yeah. I think yes. President Dan decided that, you know, we need some help here from, you know, actually the community members themselves so as cindy was saying we have people on the oh you're dropping off a little bit uh oh from all lucy, you're, you're losing you're riding, you're riding, you're riding a wave there lucy <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh um, dear okay we're here yes we have okay. yeah right now you are so we do have people from okay. oh, all different aspects so do you want to share um, who's on the committee? Oh, 
Sure. All right. We have two staff people, and that is uh, Cindy and Colby. And then we have two ACB board members, Ray Campbell and Donna Brown. And we have two hosts. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, geez. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, I'm getting confused here. All right. Let's see. Two facilitators. Let's do that. Judy Walgang and Courtney Smith. And there are two of us that actually uh, host and facilitate myself and Desi Noller. And um, two, two participants. participants, Ray Marcus and Mark Harris. And we, uh, I guess one of our primary roles is to just support whatever um, the community needs. For example, uh, Cindy might want to uh, give us uh, a chance to input some ideas on policies and guidelines before she takes them to the board or um, someone might come up with an idea for the community to support. Um, we held our first town hall meeting for the community last Saturday. Yes, and it was, and it was very, so good. Yeah, and it was very good. well attended. And yeah. um, as I was hoping for, there were a lot of, of positive comments regarding the community. And because it has impacted so many lives in such a positive way, um, we wanted to give people the opportunity to express that and also to uh, give us any concerns they might have or or thoughts. So it went very well and we plan to hold those meetings quarterly. So, yeah, I am really excited. We are kind of exploring uncharted territory because yep. this is a new committee. And um, so, yeah. It's, it's great. And like it, in all things community, it too is evolving, right? We didn't oh, yeah. really know what this community would do, the activities of it, um, but that's evolving as well. And uh, just a great group of people and amazing participation. That's one of the things I'm observing is your committee is really good about responding on the email list that you have and showing up at your meetings, right? So it's that's Absolutely. been really, really, really good. And and I love that um, we have two board members that have really been so involved in community. Uh, Ray and Donna are both hosts. Uh, they both facilitate yeah. calls and uh, both believe in the community and what we do. So that's that's been a real yeah. nice addition. Yeah. So Lucy, yeah, you know, we, Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say it's a great group of people to work with. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that, um, you know, as time goes on, we will find different ways to help out and support. That's why we're named. So Lucy, that. what brought you to the community? That's what I want to know. Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I guess, um, Wow. Just because I felt so isolated and, uh, you know, because of the pandemic and I was I, I wanted something to do. And I, I started seeing these emails about this community and I thought, what is this? So I remember the first call I went to um, It was around Easter of 2020. And it was one of Cindy's social calls. 
And I remember the question you asked. It was, no. what's, your fa- <laughs> what's your favorite Easter candy? <laughs> oh. <laughs> and she and I both said jelly beans. Oh, uh, we bonded right then and there. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, um, I went to a few calls. And then after the convention of that year is when I really, really delved into it. And I emailed Cindy and I said, any place you need to put me for help, helping you just, you know, feel free to do that. So I just kind of dove right in and uh, have been. We're glad I, you're I a just, good diver. I love it. I yeah. absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, Lucy, you're going to be back with Colby in a couple of the Connect shows here around the breakout sessions because I have to do yeah. one of those breakouts. Uh, but uh, And we have just a, about a minute and a half. Colby, do you want to just give a brief overview of what people can expect over the next uh, hour and 15 minutes? All right. Absolutely. So we have, you can expect opening remarks from Dan Spoon, ACB president. Um, Our executive director, Eric Bridges, is going to introduce the ACB advisory board. And then you're going to meet one of those ACB advisory board members, Mr. Bill Reeder. Gene Mann is going to come and talk about expanding the MMS program or monthly monetary support. And along with uh, Tony Stevens, our development director for ACB. And then we're going to hear about launching ACB's mentorship program. So how can ACB and our affiliates develop um, outside to potential leaders and members from different backgrounds? And that that brings us that, to the connection, right? Yeah. Is then it? you're also okay. going to meet Brett Humphrey, um, who's another ACB advisory board member. And then we'll be back with you All for right. another connect show. And it's about time for us to turn it over and have the DC Leadership Conference begin. So thank you, Colby. Thank you, Lucy, Dan, and Vicki. And enjoy, everybody. And join us again here in about an hour and 15 minutes. Welcome, everyone, to the 2022 ACB DC Leadership Conference. Boy, what an exciting day. There has been so much work and preparation that's gone into these wonderful four days of afternoon presentations that we have for our wonderful ACB members here over the next uh, you know, uh, afternoons from March 12th through March 15th. Since we Last had a chance to meet in person at our uh, conference and convention in 2021. Uh, we've had several things happen personally in my life. Uh, we had quite a scare uh, in August uh, when um, I had significant blockage and had to have a stent put into the artery, uh, the LAD artery going to my heart. And then followed by that, uh, we had the uh, the passing of my father on January 2nd, 2022, uh, best friend in my life. And then a week later, I lost my brother-in-law to COVID. So it's been a very tough year and I'm not alone. It's been a very trying year for many of us, but Through all of it, I have welcomed my ACB family. 
who has been there for us, who has sent wonderful letters of kindness, emails, and thoughts, and phone calls. Uh, it just proves to me over and over again that ACB is a family in a family that I am so proud to be part of. So I am so excited for us to have four wonderful days here to look towards the future and together continue to make a difference in the lives of the blind and low vision community. And I'm very excited to introduce next to you our ACB Executive Director, Eric Bridges, to share with us uh, our wonderful ACB advisory board and kind of give you a chance to, to get to know a little bit more about them and the impact they've had on our organization. So, Eric, good afternoon. How are you, sir? Good afternoon, Dan. Um, I'm well. And uh, wow, what a, a powerful message. Uh, thank you very much for, for what you said. Uh, ACB is a family. This is true. Uh, and I met my wife through ACB, so <laughs> literally, literally became family. So, and you're now having your own family. See how this works out? Indeed. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you know, next generation. So, yeah. Well, I am very pleased to to be with you all uh, today and for the next couple of days to talk about our advisory board uh, and sort of how it how it came into being and how it has evolved through the years. The advisory board for ACB has been around for about 10 years. It was a, a, a real passion and interest of our one of our former presidents, Mitch Pomerantz. And it was created uh, in order to uh, help facilitate, uh, you know, subject matter expertise that the organization didn't currently have through its membership as well. So time, talent, and treasure, right? Which we talk about a lot. So people that uh, had certain skill sets that did not maybe exist within the current structure of ACB, that were willing to share their knowledge, share their time, and ultimately also share uh, some of their treasure with us. And so a decade ago, it was it was it was created. There was an initial advisory board started, and then in 2018, uh, our immediate past president Kim Charlson, as well as Dan and uh, a couple of board members, got together and met for a day to really brainstorm what the future of the advisory board could hold to this organization and. Coming out of that, we, we really wanted to focus on uh, certain key areas uh, within the organization and look for talented individuals to help fill some of those roles. So uh, development was one. You're going to see a video here when I'm finished uh, from Bill Reeder, who has come on to our advisory board over the last uh, two and a half years and has really helped uh, us begin to to not only do what we're doing now, but to plan for big things in the future. Uh, as well, really organizational structure and leadership. And that uh, that is Aaron Patera, 
who actually facilitated that day-long brainstorming of the advisory board. She's, uh, you'll see her later this afternoon as well. Uh, dealing with data, understanding data within the organization is something that we have uh, always done a very good job of from a financial standpoint with you know, the, the finances of the organization and our thrift stores, but all the other data that's out there, uh, figuring out how to, a better way to collect some of it, how to analyze it, and, and hopefully operationalize it, uh, have it be part of decision-making. Uh, Brett Humphrey, who you'll meet later today, uh, has been a big part of that. Matt Hanley, uh, who's been working as a pro bono attorney for ACB for the better part of the last 10 years, uh, legal advocacy, uh, which you know, a hallmark of ACB is our, our ability to effectively advocate uh, in all arenas. Uh, legal advocacy is one that, that we've needed to be active in at times uh, just because of how the world works. It's world, the world is not fair, which we all are keenly aware of. Matt Ader, uh, who you will meet, I believe, tomorrow uh, from Vespero. Uh, and the subject matter expertise that he brings, the networking opportunities within uh, corporate America, as well as uh, you know the 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 AT assistive technology field. Uh, Matt Matt's been wonderful to have on the on the board. Uh, Charles Cooper, who you'll meet uh, during the legislative seminar, he is a is a lobbyist and provides a lot of uh, strategic thought to the organization uh, surrounding governmental relations, as well as some outside partnerships that we're looking to advance uh, with regard to get up and get moving. Lee Nasahi, who you all have seen before, uh, she's presented. She has uh, helped us implement EOS over the last couple of years. And before that, worked with Aaron Patera and our leadership team to help sketch out uh, you know, a leadership team and some organizational structure uh, and process uh, procedures so that we could uh, define what success could look like as, a, as a, an employee team here at ACB. Uh, and that's, you know, that's really the, the, the group. It is a powerful group. It is a collegial group. And they're all bought in into the mission of ACB. They love working with uh, the staff and the members. They, uh, several of them ask, what more can we do? And uh, we're, we're very fortunate to have such a, a smart, talented, and, and frankly, giving group of people to, to work with. And this, this particular board may, may grow and will grow um, as we define other needs uh, for subject matter expertise that we don't currently have within the organization. It's important to know that the advisory board does not have any oversight or responsibility for uh, the work of, of the staff or the board of directors. There is no fiduciary responsibility. They're simply here uh, as volunteers to guide and assist the staff and membership in the work of ACB. Um, they're, they're a great group of people. Uh, I know that several of them are interested in attending the convention in Omaha this summer, so I hope that you all get to meet some of these great folks. And with that, I'll hand it back to Dan. Well, thank you, Eric. And, you know, 
I, I so agree with you. We've had an opportunity to meet with uh, our advisory board, what, two, three times a year. Uh, some have been in them have been in person, some virtually, and they truly have the passion for ACB. It just comes through uh, in their commitment, their their engagement, their their just interest. I mean, and I, I what I enjoy the most is Eric. They kind of challenge us, don't they? They 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 give us a different way at looking in our organization. They're not in the day to day weeds like we are. No, the, the simple question, why? <laughs> why do you do it this way? It catches you flat-footed. Well, it's because we've always done it this way. Well, that's not a great answer, right? And so you're like, I don't really know that I want to say that. <laughs> but it gets you thinking differently, right? Um, because as you said, they come from a different background. They're not living this like we are. Um, and, you know, in particular, with the data component, right? The under uh, helping us get beyond the data that we're running into day after day, how do we how do we break through that wall to begin to learn more about our own data um, and how to then figure out what what more we want to know? And and Brett, who you'll hear from later today, has really done a remarkable job of helping us over the last year with that. I remember unanimously, we said, what what do you think is the most important resource we need to bring into this organization at this point in time? And collectively, they said, you need a communications manager now. And they were right. (laughs) We've learned so much over the last year uh, from having that additional resource as part of our team. And I and I also believe they they live our core values of integrity and honesty respect, collaboration, flexibility, and initiative. And it's just wonder, I, they're, they're a joy to work with. And, and so thank you, Eric, for, for introducing our advisory board. And we look forward to hearing about them and meeting them in person. And right now we have an opportunity to hear and meet our first advisory board member, uh, meet Bill Reeder. Uh, he is from Ellicott. Uh, City, Maryland, and he is currently a professor at George Mason University. He is just a true expert in philanthropy and uh, and fundraising. And uh, let's uh, take a moment and meet advisory board member Bill Reeder. A C B below each letter dots representing the letter in Braille. American Council of the Blind together for a bright future. ACB Executive Director Eric Bridges and Advisory Board Member William Bill Reeder. Eric Bridges, Executive Director. Well, hi everyone. This is Eric Bridges, ACB's Executive Director. And this is the first in a series of interviews that we're gonna be doing with our ACB Advisory Board members and very thrilled to welcome Bill Reeder. Bill, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Eric. Good to be with you. It's great to have you here. So, Bill, uh, can you tell the audience a little bit about what it is you do uh, in in your role uh, from a nine-to-five perspective? William Bill Reeder, Interim Director and Professor, Arts Management, George Mason University. Well, uh, for your... uh for your listeners, I am 77 years old. Therefore, 
I have what is known as a checkered past. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, grew up on a farm in Kansas, uh, found my way to college and became, believe it or not, an international opera singer until age 42 when I retired and then became a nonprofit arts executive building community arts programs in different cities in America, which brought me to Washington, D.C. For the last 20 years, I've been a professor and the Dean Emeritus of the College of Visual and Performing Arts at George Mason University. Um, I'm going to be retiring in June from that role and uh, trying to figure out what the next chapter is supposed to be for someone who's 77 years old. It's pretty exciting. Uh, you know, I, I remember uh, meeting you, a colleague, fellow colleague of ours, Jolyn Bailey Page introduced us. Uh, she used to work uh, with you at George Mason in uh, 2019. And it's been, it's been wonderful to get to know you better. Can you uh, talk a little bit about uh, what brought you to the ACB Advisory Board and, and why you elected to, uh, why you elected to, to be part of of this uh, advisory group? Well, um, it's, I, I am with ACB for the very, very classic reason that I was asked. <laughs> you know, when we, uh, we talk about fundraising, we talk about volunteerism, the number one reason people get involved is that somebody asks them. Uh, in this case, it was JoLynn, uh, who had been a colleague at George Mason and is, is still a dear friend and now a colleague at ACB also. And uh, her initial uh, inquiry was whether I would assist you, Eric, in thinking through how to build the development and fundraising program for ACB, which, of course, I very happily responded to. I was flattered to be asked. Uh, you and I met, and uh, I train hunting dogs for, uh, for a, a hobby. And when I met your beautiful, gorgeous dog, I immediately said, I got to be part of this group. They had the most go. gorgeous the of my life. <laughs> no, but I, uh, I was just honestly very, very taken with the mission um, because it is my profession, nonprofit management and, and nonprofit management uh, education and executive leadership uh, didn't take me long to understand how truly successful ACB is right now and it's strategic and its board and its executive leadership model and team. And uh, it's, it's just simply a real pleasure to contribute to something that is, you know, really already moving forward in a very, very important way. So um, I came, as I say, because I was asked, but very quickly was attracted to the mission and the people of ACB. That's great. Can you uh, talk with our audience a little bit about some of the, you know, the projects that you've been working with uh, the staff and the membership on? You know, this area of of development is one that we've, you know, been focused on and have been staffing at a full-time level now for a couple of years. Uh, actually coinciding directly with the pandemic, as a matter of fact. But right. um, can you can you chat with us a little bit about what you've been helping? helping yes. Well, you know, philanthropy uh, has been a big part of my life. Uh, I've been the beneficiary of people's generosity, literally, for my entire career. And 
you know, more Americans give money than vote. And the generosity of Americans really is unprecedented in the, in the world and becomes billions of dollars on an annual basis. And it's, uh, it's a tradition that really began with the pilgrims who got off the good ship Arabella and realized they were going to have to help each other if they were going to survive. And, and um, that started the whole tradition of volunteerism and philanthropy in America. Um, like anything else, uh, organizations go through stages of maturity. And as you go through these stages, uh, new ideas, new models, new paradigms, new, more technique becomes uh, uh, available and necessary. And, uh, you know, when I joined ACB, it was just right at that one of those junctures where it was quite clear that installing some additional models of fundraising. The, the fundraising that had been taking place was successful. And the volunteerism of ACB is, is stellar. It's exemplary. The mission, uh, the case, what's called the reason people would help ACB is so clear. Uh, the, the focus and the priorities of ACB's uh, goals, objectives, impact is also easy to demonstrate and um, and to articulate, um, ACB's skill at uh, at communications is outstanding. So all of these preconditions for the next stage of fundraising are in in place. Now we need to and are uh, install the mechanical systems, and most places never have the money that's needed to do that before they raise the money. It's like, which comes first? <laughs> the answer is volunteerism comes first. And sometimes that even means people like you, Eric, uh, like you know, all of us that are involved with ACB have to stretch a little, but by putting in place approaches and techniques, and, and what I've been recommending in particular is maybe uh, exploring the potential for individual donors beyond the type of fundraising we've been doing, uh, could have certainly enough payoff to support its own growth, but I think um, could have real impact on the budget of ACB going forward. Um, ACB's natural fundraising spot, in addition to uh, the activities that members and chapters currently undertake, the walkathon, the, the gala, all of the various activities which really matter and which are done with a, a lot of skill and success, uh, both in the, in the parent organization and in the chapters. Uh, that continues uh, alongside it then. Uh, corporate fundraising seems to be a very lucrative area, which you, you are already exploring and finding your corporate partners. Um, so as that advances, then beginning to look at individuals who have the type of, of personal means necessary to become donors at the next level is the undertaking that we're exploring now. Uh, you don't want to get ahead of yourself. You don't want to create a situation that makes matters confusing to people or scary. You know, people are scared to ask for money. But in my experience, it's usually because um, we haven't fully 
done the work of connecting with the donor or the potential donor. And when the time comes and everybody's really ready to do the work of asking, we're not really asking for, uh, it's not like begging, it's like making an investment. And I just believe to my core that there are just hundreds of Americans and people who want to invest in ACB's uh, impact and its future. So that's that's where we're focused, uh, working through Tony, of course, you through Eric, and as as we progress, of course, through the advisory council. And then the board that's linked to us all in different ways. But I'm very positive. I think it's, and I enjoy it. I like asking people for money because they always then say, well, why do you need my money? You know, and then you can tell them the story, the mission, you know, the impact. And that's good. Yeah. Well, Bill, it has been uh, wonderful to have you on the advisory board. It's been wonderful just getting to know you. Um, I think it's fair to say that the 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 staff and, and the leadership of this organization are are learning a lot uh, from you. And there's a, there's a lot more learning to happen and a lot more work to be done. But um, we're, we're grateful to have you as as part of the ACB advisory board and to have you on the team. Well, Eric, you know, I think when you look at volunteerism, you look at philanthropy, I don't know whether your members uh, will have ever encountered Maslow's hierarchy of meaning, but at the very top, it's self-actualization, which is, okay, I've done what I need to do for my own well-being now uh, by reaching out and helping others. I become a full human being, and so inviting me to be part of that is a invitation to becoming a full person and what could be more precious than, you know, being given that opportunity. Yeah. That's very well put. Bill, thanks so much for taking time to be with us today and look forward to seeing you soon. I look forward to seeing you and everyone else, hopefully at the convention. All right. Take care. All righty. Bye. A logo, ACB, in print and braille, American Council of the Blind, together for a bright future. Thank you, Bill Reeder. Wasn't it wonderful to get to meet and know a little bit more about Bill and what he brings to us, and we heard it in his voice, is the passion. And, and pointing out that we have not only the passion, we have the services and programs that make people want to participate of their time, their talent, and their treasure in ACB. Before I turn it over to our next presenters, I want to give just a little heads up that one of those asks, as Bill talks about, is our monthly monetary support program, or MMS. And you can join MMS today. The hotline is open. And uh, that, uh, if, in order to reach out and become part of the monthly monetary support program for as little as $10 uh, a month or up your, up your pledge by $5 a month, you can be part of a drawing. Over the weekend, we're going to give a $25 prize away on Friday, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So, Five chances to win, $25 each of the first four days, and then a $100 prize in the last day once you've entered, you're eligible for all the prizes. But this is a wonderful opportunity for you to support your favorite program inside of ACB, whether it be advocacy, 
information referral and peer support, the audio description project, the community. There's so many opportunities out there. You can also split your pledge 50% for ACB and 50% for your favorite affiliate, whether that be your state affiliate or a special interest affiliate. There's two ways you can uh, call and make your pledge. One is through email at askacbmms at gmail.com. That's A-S-K-A-C-B-M-M-S at gmail.com. Or you can call 888-999-3190. How easy is that number? 888-999-3190. And now I'd like to introduce to you uh, two of our key movers and shakers in the Monthly Monetary Support Program Committee. First, Gene Mann from Albany, New York, our committee chair, and Tony Stevens, our ACB Development Director from Baltimore, Maryland. And they'd like to talk to you today about new ideas and how we are planning on expanding the Monthly Monetary Support Program. So, Gene and Tony, it's great to have you with us. Thanks so much, Dan. It's so nice to be here. Good morning, everybody. Hey, Gene. Hey, Tony. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I think everyone would be glad I'm in our national office in Alexandria right now. And I know as much as we would love to be here in person, it was gross and snowy this morning. So I think in some sense, the fact that we are virtual means everybody can at least be nice and toasty if they're still in their morning slippers and maybe haven't gone outside yet today here in the mid-Atlantic at least. Um, hopefully it's, it's, I hope it's not coming up your way, Gene, but it's, oh, it is. Everybody it's, it, it safe. is. Yep. It is. Yeah. And it's going to get real windy tonight. So it's a good <laughs> day to be calm. What do they say? In like a lion, in like a, a snowy lion or a polar bear, I feel like this month. So, but yeah, yeah um, thanks. Uh, you know, I'm Tony Stevens, the director of development for the, and communications for the American council of the blind. And I'm so excited to be joined by uh, our fearless leader of this MMS committee, Gene. Hello. Hello. <laughs> So um, I, I, I no, please I was just go ahead. Say, I, I do want to say something. If if you want to get in touch with me, the best way to do it is uh, through the email address. We're having a, a, a issues with the phone. You'll you'll get through during the day, but um, at five o'clock the phone rings in my house during the day, and if I can't answer it, and anytime after five, it's supposed to go to voicemail. But we're getting a, a message after five o'clock that says the information desk is now closed. Um, it will be open thus and such hours from July, whatever, to July, whatever, from last summer. So I'm not quite sure what happened there. But uh, during the day, you can call through and it'll go through after five o'clock. Definitely use the email. Yeah, we had it, a, a, it, a little glitch there. So I think what would be great for people to know is, Gene, talk a little bit about <clears throat> if we could just get an understanding of what is MMS, because it's common for nonprofits to have a way to give over time to break up your donation. The idea is you get two extra months versus if someone's going to give 50, maybe they'll give 60. In this case, 100, it becomes 120 by $10 a month. Um, can, can you share for everybody kind of what is unique about this MMS, particularly for our affiliate presidents that are, that are listening and the leaders that I know most people know about it, but I have a feeling not everybody's using it like they could. Well, the, the MMS program is great because you decide how much you would like to donate each month, uh, a minimum of $10, and half of that can go to an affiliate of your choice. You can donate more if you want. 
and it can come out of your checking account or it can be taken um, put on your credit card. And um, I think there's a couple different dates. You can choose which one you want and you don't have to think about it again. It just automatically comes out. And um, like I said, half of it goes to your affiliate if you want it to, which is a great fundraiser for your affiliate. I know in New York State, we make about $500 a quarter, which doesn't sound like a lot, but you add that up and it's $2,000 a year that your affiliate makes and you don't have to do a thing to have it happen. Um, so that's that's basically the way the program works. You sign up or if you want to rejoin, I mean, if you want to um, donate more up your, your pledge, uh, you can do that anytime too. Um, and it's just it's just a really easy way to give to ACB and you don't have to think about it. All you have to do if you have a credit card is remember that when your credit card is going to expire, you need to notify the Minnesota office of your new one. And you can you can cancel at any time if need be. We hope you don't have to, but if you do, you know, you certainly can. So it's just a it's just a really, really easy way to help ACB and your affiliate at the same time. And before we jump into sort of how we're hoping to expand MMS and, and some of the things that will be taking place this year specifically and understanding that this, you know, we want to make it as easy for people to give um, in, in many ways. Uh, talk a little bit about what's going on the next few days. Dan, Dan alluded to it, but what do we have in store that we can pitch people um, over the next few days? We'll give that little commercial now for MMS because it's kind okay. of exciting each leadership we're, conference. We're giving out some, we're having daily drawings. As a matter of fact, uh, Jeff and Leslie Tom won yesterday's drawing. I almost forgot to mention that. So they will Congrats, get a 20, Jeff and Leslie. Yeah, they will get a $25 Amazon gift card. Um, National Minnesota office will contact them and we'll send them the card. Uh, we'll be drawing another one. We'll have drawings today, tomorrow, and Monday for $25 uh, Amazon gift cards. And then everybody who um, has called in over the weekend or emailed us over the weekend will be eligible to win a hundred dollar Amazon gift card on Tuesday. And we'll we'll run it till Tuesday night, you know, like midnight Tuesday night. And so you can you can email us anytime between now and then or like I said, you can call during the day you'll get us. And then we will do a drawing um probably I'll do it Wednesday morning. And whoever gets that will get a hundred dollar gift card and we'll put it on leadership and you know obviously notify the person and advertise it all over the place. Excellent. So there's your incentive. And then we there's do this the you know, every convention and we give really good prizes at the conventions. Yeah. Yes. The people who've won them. Yep. So one thing that we're looking forward to doing is, is recognizing, and, and we, we make roughly a little over a hundred thousand dollars a year. Thanks to MMS. So, you know, thanks to all the affiliates who reach out to their members to get people to join. I think we're going to, I think we were maybe at a little over 104,000 for last year. That's that's a substantial amount of money when you figure that's that's roughly for this year's you know or last year's operating budget that was roughly at about just just over maybe 11 12 percent maybe of, of the 2021 budget so that you know a good bit about money comes from individual donors that give over that amount of time um, we we have realized the the groundswell of of support and more individual giving over the past year because of the the coronavirus and the pandemic and people being shut in. Um, you know, some people not traveling to convention, they maybe had extra money in their pocket. And so one thing we were wanting to really do was find a way 
to identify the right audiences to try to approach with MMS. Um, obviously, we're very thankful for all those who are currently giving to MMS, but we know there's a lot more out there that could really take advantage of this way that, you know, nonprofits do it for a reason. One, it's easier for you, the person that is giving the money, in a sense that it's something you can give a larger amount, but it's not that huge stress that you have at the end of the year, maybe when you're trying to give away money on December 31st, or, you know, you're worried about X amount of money out of your dollars, it's much easier to give essentially what's what, two, two, uh, cappuccinos or two fancy coffees, I guess, Gene. I'm trying to think what $10 a month can do. Um, not much these days. So yeah, not much these days, but you know, no. one or two, one or two drinks a month. Yeah, uh, you can do that. And maybe if you're some people that drink one every day, uh, maybe another drink could even go even further. So if you can go from that 10 to $12 or $15, you know, that money raises as everybody does across the board, even if it's just a dollar or two in what you're already giving. That money is going to collectively grow. It's almost like compounding interest in a sense. So it's very exciting to think that, you know, we are working this this year. We're going to be doing focus groups later in the year. We're going to be doing some survey, getting sort of it, ideas from people at convention, both from those all of you that are currently given, but those that haven't yet. Why is it that you're you're you know you haven't maybe given, but maybe you thought about it? And is MMS a way that you would give because it's easy? And two, how can we make it even easier? Um, some people have talked about, I do a lot of donations now with Apple Pay or with text messaging, right? A lot of folks that are becoming savvy with their iPhones and, and their Android phones. You know, there's so many other ways to sort of engage. And, and so we want to think of ways that are innovative uh, to try to make it as easy to give, but also too accessible, right? How accessible can the things be? Um, you know, I'm thinking, Gene, in terms of what MMS currently, you know, where we stand. Uh, I think I said, what, over 104,000. Uh, we had a goal, I know, I think last year, was it four, three? What, how many people were we hoping to get? Well, in 2020 <laughs> was our good year, and that was three, two, one. Yeah, we three, made two, that one. goal. We made that yeah, goal. Last year, it, it was, yeah. um, last year it was, oh, geez, what was it? Um, four, two, two. Four, two, two, right. Four, two, two. And, and we didn't come close to that, we have to say. No, we, we didn't. didn't. And we know there's a lot of factors, the pandemic weighing on people, um, you know, some people had, had left MMS because of different situations, but I believe firmly, I bet we can hit that this year pretty easily. If we just really think of ways that our affiliate presence can reach out, what are some ways, Gene, that maybe affiliate leaders can, can try to drum up this, you think, locally with their own members and friends? Well, for one thing, when you have your state conventions, you could always set up a table and take um, donations, uh, ask people, you know, to sign up there. And I know some states give prizes out for, um, I don't know what the, what the, how they do it, but they, they come up with little, little ideas and maybe, maybe they give little prizes out or maybe they give big ones. I don't know. Uh, I think Florida does it. And they, they, um, I think Pennsylvania might too. They give prizes out to, to people who sign up. Maybe the person who signs up uh, for the largest amount, or maybe the person who maybe they pick a number, and the and the and the fifteenth person to sign up gets a special prize, or maybe maybe you can give out some little thing to each person in your in your affiliate that signs up during a convention. Um, we do a little gimmick thing. We give out sometimes we give out little bags of M and M's to everybody who signs up. It's not much, but it's a little something, and people really like them. So just um, that's one way, just, you know, at your, at your state affiliate um, conventions, or if you want to do it all year, have some little contest 
have somebody in charge of it um, in your state and, and have some little contest um, that runs all year or twice a year or however you want to do it. Um, but talk it up at your conventions. Um, if you ever want any of us to, to call in or something, we'd be more than happy to do that and talk about it. So yeah. just, just some little things like that. Yeah. And we're and, definitely and remind here the people that if they sign up, that half the money can come back to your state. Well, that's the thing is, yeah, the, you know, it's, it's, it's easy money really for affiliate presidents in a sense. So they really just make is. the initial, they, they throw the hooks out there. And we do all the back end work. You know, the, the people sign up, they work through the Minneapolis office and get take care of all the credit card information and everything, all the billing and everything is done through ACB. And and essentially that's just money that, that'll be coming to you in a sense of it's it's helpful for nonprofits too. One of the things we talk about is these surges of cash sometimes, the way that cash comes into nonprofits. And this is a sustained giving. Oftentimes they call this sustained giving for that very reason. It, it runs over time. Well, Tony but, and Gene, yeah. thank you. Thank you for your wonderful thoughts and conversation about the monthly monetary support program. I I agree with you. There, you know, some people can give of their time, some people can give of their talent, but for some, the best way to give is of their treasure. Right. And right. really, the monthly monetary support way uh, program is just it's such a, a pain-free way. Uh, to, to make a difference for the American Council of Blind. So we want to thank you all so much and wish you well. And again, Gene, as we go, what, what is, what's that email and phone number one more time? The email address is askacbmms at gmail.com. And the phone number, which if you're going to call, please call during the day, is 888-999. 3190. And please leave your name and your phone number so I can get back to you. Well, thank you, Gene. Thank you, Tony. And thank you, ACB members and friends, for participating in the monthly monetary support program. We wish you well, and let's have a great pledge season right here through the DC Leadership Conference. Thanks again, guys. Cheers. Uh, next, oh gosh, it just keeps on rolling. I am so excited to introduce to you all three big supercharged committee chairs who are working so hard to launch our first ever ACB mentoring program. I'd like to introduce to you Kenneth Simeon Sr. from Beaumont, Texas, chair of the DKM Fund Committee. And Cheryl Cummings uh, from Boston, Massachusetts, Chair of the Multicultural Affairs Committee. And Donna Brown from Romney, West Virginia, Chair of the Burl Colley Leadership Institute Committee. And this team has been meeting, because I've been with them a little bit, on Friday night uh, at 6 o'clock to really continue to to uh, develop and put together the plan to launch the ACB mentoring program. Kenneth, Cheryl, and Donna, it's a pleasure to have you with us and welcome to the ACB DC Leadership Conference. Thank you, Dan. It's my privilege to be able to work uh, and be a part of this mentoring program development team with two ladies uh, and our president has joined us and has been such great support to us. We are working to develop a program that will make a positive impact on the lives of our members. 
and you know encourage them to learn more about the organization and move into leadership in various ways. We've discovered that there are several collective uh, needs for, a, we, we've discovered that we actually have a collective need for a mentoring program within ACB. And the first thing that we start off with is that there was a resolution that passed in 2020, it's resolution 2020-11, and it directs ACB to develop a mentoring program uh, designed to reach out and identify and elevate African-Americans and other people of color to move into positions of leadership within ACB while consulting with the Multicultural Affairs Committee. And we also know that it's, it's beneficial that there's a collective need identified knowing that our affiliates, chapters, and committees can benefit from more trained leadership, people getting into of positions of leadership in order to assist others as they learn. And then we want to make sure that those who receive our awards, are, we have some developmental uh, leadership developmental awards, and we want to make sure that they continue to get mentored uh, after they've received the award and experienced the national convention. Uh, we will make sure that they are connected with someone that can mentor them and also will serve as a, a peer support partner. In addition, we wanna make sure that ACB is prepared for a great future, a promising future by having people ready to step up when the need arises. And that's so important these days. And we have uh, around the state, I mean, around the nation, I would say, that we do have the need to identify more people that will be interested in our organization in a greater way. It's more than just going to a convention to have fun, but it's, it's all about, about building ourselves up, building the organization up, and helping others to come along with us on this journey. So we have a, a model that I've actually developed and presented for consideration, and so far the team has adopted it. And it's, uh, it's the, map, the acronyms are, is MAPS, M-A-P-S, Mentoring, acti uh, excuse me, Mentoring, Access, and Peer Support. So. The acronyms is MAPS. So if you hear about MAPS, it's not one of your MAPS that give you direction to get around the nation, but it will help you to navigate ACB. In addition, you will hear in a little bit about some uh, other acronyms. One is GUIDE, G-U-I-D-E, and it will be explained uh, that that is part of the program. And I want you to be able to hear that from our next um, participant on this panel. And I will go ahead and turn it over to Donna for to read to go through our uh, program components. Okay, thank you very much, Kenneth. <clears throat> so our MAPS uh, program is mentorship access and peer support, um, and the components. I'm I'm going to read them quickly, and then I'll give you a little bit of description. It says your link to guidance, understanding, intervention, direction, and empowerment. Uh, so the objective for this program, which Kenneth kind of talked about a little bit, but um, the American Council of the Blind aligns its programs and services with its mission, purpose, vision, and core values. 
So the development of a mentorship program will address a variety of concerns expressed by members and leaders within ACB. This program will serve, here we go, as a roadmap and place an emphasis on meeting each member where they are and offer guidance to achieve desired goals and aspirations while working to sustain and position ACB to be the premier venue for Americans who are blind, visually impaired, or have low vision. This program will be extended to meet the needs of affiliates, committees, and chapters as they are encouraged to incorporate effective strategies into their respective areas of service. So here are the components uh, described in a little more detail. So membership, um, excuse me, mentorship, uh, we will seek to define mentorship as it pertains to our organization and work to identify members who will sign on as mentors. Mentees will be matched with a mentor through various means, including consideration of whether a mentee prefers a specific mentor, sharing a professional experience with an established mentor, uh, determine best practices, etc. So, um, the guidelines and processes will be developed to ensure that those selected as mentors meet prescribed criteria to be determined by members of the planning team and the designated ACB advisory committee. You'll hear more about some of that. So, access. Members will be given the opportunity to access an array of meaningful information, resources, training sessions, and personalized support. So our letter P for, well, really P and S, because it kind of goes together, peer support. An emphasis will be placed on connecting with members through the provision of knowledge, experience, emotional, social, and practical support. So now on to the guide as uh, the, the uh, more detailed components of this program. So G is for guidance. Define how we can best provide guidance to inspire members to take a journey with us as we explore and share proven connectivity concepts that are supportive of their specific needs while allowing them to feel free to express their thoughts throughout the process. And our you in guide is understanding. It will be important for us to demonstrate good listening skills and respectful communication as we consider the background and life experiences of our members. This will assist us in determining the best course of action. Our letter I in guide is for intervention. A mentor is a solution-oriented individual who focuses on areas 
in which another person can receive insight, inspiration, and encouragement. There are times when a mentor is able to observe particular traits being displayed that may reveal evidence that timely intervention may very well assist an individual in advancing when otherwise the lack of support could result in unfavorable outcomes. And our D in guide is direction. Confirm the goals and aspirations of each participating member in an effort to provide adequate and personalized orientation, direction, advice, techniques, leadership, a method of monitoring progress to determine when and if other courses of action are necessary and assist in maintaining focus on the desired outcome. And finally, E, empowerment. Following the provision of purposeful tools and techniques to accomplish goals and aspirations, members will be better prepared to confidently and independently move toward their desired levels of success. So back to you, Kenneth. Well, we actually turned it over to Cheryl now. Okay. I didn't know if you were going to have anything in between there. <laughs> All right, Cheryl. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, um, Kenneth and Donna, for providing the background, purpose, and framework of the mentoring program. I'm going to highlight our plan and some of our actions. So what sort of in broad outlines is the program that we're talking about? Um, the program we uh, envision will begin in October 2022 and run until June 2023. Our goal is to recruit 12 mentors and mentees. Uh, DKM, the Burl Coley Leadership Institute, and MCAC will each recruit four members. One current MCAC member can, if interested, participate as a mentee. This first year is a pilot program. So how are we actually going to get there? What are we going to do? Um, so drawing on a general framework, which is used by many ACB committees, we've created a timeline and we've divided up our activities based on quarters. So our first quarter, uh, January through March, as Dan said, we've been doing a lot of meeting and a lot of talking and a lot of reading. Um, we've also um, reached out and have scheduled some meetings with two professionals outside of ACB who have extensive experience in um, overseeing and developing mentoring programs. We've set up a meeting with Eric Bridges and Tony Stevens to talk about staff support and to also explore sort of future funding for the program. Um, we are also beginning to work on the specific components of the mentoring program and uh, 
uh, we're talking about creating an advisory group for the mentoring program. So our goal is to get all of this done by mid-May. Our second quarter activities, so that's April through June, um, we plan to seek input from ACB members. And to help us do that in, I think, a systematic way, we're going to develop a communication plan. Um, the remainder of this peri period will be, will be spent continuing to define the specifics of the mentoring program. So as you heard sort of um, talking about the criteria to identify mentors and mentees, we want to create our training materials for the orientation for mentors and mentees, and also just also creating the basic application form. Um, continuing work through that quarter, um, we, the, the program itself will be formally announced at, the, at, at our national convention in July. Um, the application to apply for the program will open July 15th and will close a month later. Um, so that's August 15th. Our goal is that we will then be that we will then select mentors and mentees by the end of August, and that the orientation for mentors and mentees will be held in mid-September. So fourth quarter, uh, October through June the MAPS program will launch. Uh, we've even set a date, October 4th. Um, and then this group and hopefully our advisory group, we will have our first sort of check-in with the mentors and mentees in December. Um, our group, the, our planning group um, committee will continue to work um, crafting an exit questionnaire which we hope to get done by March 2023. Um, we, we will use that feedback to shape the program for year two. Um, so that's a, those, that's an outline of the activities we're, we're working on at present. So thank you so much for listening to me and I'm gonna turn it back to Kenneth. Okay, thank you, Donna and Cheryl. So now we want to give you an opportunity if you have any questions. And um, Dan, I don't know if you want to uh, lead in that or we can ask Rick to whoever is hosting to make sure that we get uh, the details about how to raise your hand to ask a question and we can move forward, forward with that. Well, thank you, Kenneth. Uh, so if you would like to ask a question, you want to uh, email questions, that's with an S, questions at acb.org. So again, to email a question, it's questions at acb.org. Or you can call Janet Dickelman, who is our uh, question uh, moderator, and you can reach Janet at 651-428-5059. So again, that is Janet Dickelman at 651 428-5059 or questions at acb.org. And I get to ask the first question. So I am so excited about this mentoring program and really, you know, following through on a resolution that the membership uh, passed here over the last uh, year. I think it was first um, brought up in the resolution of 2020 
where we really look at bringing you know, new leaders and kind of giving them that experience. And I think it's exciting to hear from you all kind of the structure we're putting behind this program. So um, I'm understanding that maybe you're going to reach out and talk to a couple of uh, experts in the field. So um, Kenneth and team, uh, who, who all are you all reaching out to to, to gain more information about uh, about uh, some successful mentoring programs that are going on right now? Hey, this is Kenneth. We actually uh, shared the load on this. Uh, I actually reached out to AFB, the American Foundation for the Blind, Neva Fairchild, who works with the Blind Leaders Development Program within AFB. Uh, I've known her for a while, and she's done some great things, even in our state as a member of ACB of Texas. And so we scheduled a meeting with her uh, in April in order for us to just find out what works, what's been working well with their program and what things have they learned from some challenges that they have may have faced. And so we were looking forward to a great conversation with her and I'll let Cheryl tell about the next person. Yep. And then the other person we've, re we've reached out to is Stephen Allen. He runs a company called policy works and um, they have um, actually uh, online and I think an app um, that they've used with other organizations that are looking to create a mentoring program. So um, we thought it would be valuable to reach out to him and to ask for some of his guidance in the experiences. I mean, even just, you know, thinking, I don't know, would we want to have some sort of app or is there some sort of online component that we should have in this program. So we're, I, we're really excited to hear from both of our, our, our experts. Well, good. And I, I wanna, you know, we talk a lot about, uh, you know, the, the mentees or the people that have an opportunity to learn, but I'd like to hear from each of you, what, what do you think the, the mentors, you know, it, it's something, you know, it's a win-win situation. So it's an opportunity for those with knowledge and experience to share. Uh, you all are both, uh, you know, all three are all, uh, leaders inside of ACB. What, what do you think are some of those really positive, uh, uh, not only characteristics, but, but uh, kind of takeaways for being a mentor? Because we not only have to find mentees, we have to find mentors, right? So who are you looking for to be mentors in this program? I would, this is Kenneth. I would like us to make sure that our uh, interested uh, mentors uh, would actually read through our, our guidelines and all. And we're going to come up with some detail, more detailed uh, criteria. But at this point, I would say I would look for someone who's really demonstrated they care about our members, demonstrated that they want to share what they learn. Uh, because so we, all the times that we get it, we have great experiences where we learn. Uh, things that we can share with others to empower them as we have been empowered. That's something that's, that's key, that we would have someone with uh, direct, their attention is directed toward empowering our members that they may come in contact with or even work with. Donna, do you have any comments? Well, I was just thinking a, a person who um, is to sort of piggyback, I, I can't say it as well as you did though, Kenneth, but I think a person who really is interested in uh, working with those who are going to bring ACB forward in, into the next 
you know, decade or, or whatever it be. Um, and also, I think a, a person who um, is is a, a good listener and um, can balance um, giving, you know, good advice and, and uh, maybe, you know, uh, uh, just suggestions of, of how to do things differently and, and just be willing to, um, you know, be a sounding board also for that mentee. Yep. No, I, I agree. And I, I would add somebody who is patient, um, somebody who is, as, as both Donna and Kenneth have said, somebody who's really open to listening to what people are saying um, and somebody who wants to share. I mean, it's so important that, and, and that you're honest about your sharing. So, I mean, you know, if, if you say, yes, I'm going to do this, that, that you were truly willing to pass on your knowledge and your experience to others so that they can, as you know, help move the organization forward. This is Donna, too. And I also think uh, as a mentor, it, it should be a person who is also willing to learn something from the mentee. I, I think both people, uh, it's point. a give and take. Yeah. Yeah. It, very yeah. true. And also, uh, we have a mentor guide within the DKM committee. And one statement within that uh, guide, it talks about not creating a clone. Just you have to be open to make sure that you find, identify who they are, what they desire to be, and allow them to be that. Give them that freedom to uh, speak what they uh, feel or care about and tune in and see how you can help to advance their actual goals and aspirations. All right, I'll pause here and, and ask Janet, have we had any questions at this point in time, Janet? We have not, but if I do get any questions after the presentation is over, I will certainly forward them on to Kenneth, Cheryl, and Donna. All right, and uh, I, I do have one more quick question for them, but let's just repeat. You didn't email it in, Dan. You don't get to ask a question. <laughs> I don't need to. I, I, that's true. I, I'm thinking <laughs> I, executive privilege here. <laughs> Thank you, though, Janet, for keeping me on uh, in line. She always does. I love Janet. Uh, but um, uh, I think the next opportunity that we'll have to ask questions will be for our keynote speaker, uh, Bob uh, Seminera, who is the new CEO of Vespiro. So if anyone has any questions for the new CEO of Vespiro, Bob, you know, please send those ahead of time to Janet at questions at acb.org or give her a call at 651-428-5059. And uh, maybe your question will uh, it'll be uh, one that uh, Bob will answer at the end of his keynote uh, address. And I guess my last questions uh, for this wonderful panel today is, have any of you yourselves um, been a mentee or a mentor? And what was your experience? So this is Donna. Um, as a teacher, I was a, a mentor teacher. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I went through a, a training uh, myself uh, to be a, a mentor teacher. And um, so the Teachers and the teachers that I generally mentored were new teachers, not necessarily brand new teachers, but new to the school uh, where we were working, and and in most cases new to teaching uh, visually impaired students. And um, so, most uh, most of my experiences were were very good. Um, 
I actually <laughs> sometimes learned as much uh, through the experience because what I would do is observe um, those teachers teaching and then we would meet um, after the observation and, and but uh, I, I learned new techniques myself um, some in, in some cases. And so that's why I said, I, I think it, it's a give and take and, and you need to be willing to learn too. Um, and, and generally I, I found that it, it really was very easy. If you have that mindset that you're going to be giving constructive advice, um, just, just keep thinking of, of that. And it really was pretty easy to do that. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, Cheryl? Yeah, I was going to say, I had the privilege of being a mentor in a program um, working with um, youth with disabilities. Um, and so it, it was a uh, mixed bag. So in the sense that I had uh, one student who was, I mean, they were both excited to be mentees. Um, and one student who basically said, I'm fine. I don't need anything. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and, you know, we would, we would chat, but, you know, she's like, oh, you know, things are okay. Um, and then I had another student who um, I think, you know, we're still in touch today. Um, she calls me or I can call her and check in and see what's going on with her life. Um, and, and not that she wasn't fine, but she really, I think, was able to take advantage of having somebody a little older, somebody who was out of school, who could talk to her about, you know, um, careers and stuff. Leslie and Jean, it's Colby. I see both of you are here. Thank you. Thank Ooh. you so much for being on time. We, we, we will be working um, on that during the break. Get, uh, yeah. Okay. Started. <laughs> yeah. And I hear so, that they are turning Dan, over I the wanted session. to say that I, uh, <laughs> Go ahead, I've been a mentee uh, and hey, I continue to be I a mentor. As Hello. I tune into, you want us to um, have our, our cameras around me, and I, I watch what they do. I tune into what they're doing. They may it may not be formal uh, mentoring, but I am constantly learning from those who are around. And also, I've had the privilege of uh, serving as a mentor on several of uh, I'll say formal mentoring programs, working with youth. And some of that has been uh, students who are blind, and some has been students who are, are sighted uh, for various reasons. And so that's been a great privilege, uh, being able to share share with those younger people, uh, and that's a great thing they have to contribute and receive from others. Well, thank you, and I uh, I look forward to us launching the ACB mentoring program, and I want to again just uh, say so much of how much we appreciate the efforts of each of you, and thank you and. For our ACB members, uh, stay tuned as you'll hear more and more about the mentoring program as we go through the different milestones over this first inaugural year and pilot. So again, thank you, Kenneth, Cheryl, and Donna for all of your hard work. And uh, we are so excited to launch this program. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have thank a good you. conference. Yes. And um, as we're getting ready to introduce our next advisory board member, it kind of reminded me as, as they were speaking, I feel like we're kind of in a mentor-mentee relationship with our ACB advisory board. We are teaching them a lot about the blind and low vision community and the passion we have for our community and the different uh, 
challenges that are out there, whether it be advocacy or support. And we're learning from them a lot of wonderful business skills and techniques. And as Eric said earlier, the question that you get asked a lot is, why do you do it that way? And I think that's one really good type of conversation that you can have when between a good mentor and mentee. So we look forward uh, to the launching of the program. And again, thank Kenneth, Cheryl, and Donna. And now I'd like to introduce to you our second ACB advisory board member, Brett Humphrey from Seattle, Washington. Brett is the uh, Microsoft Accessibility Manager for the Teams product. And you're going to hear from him in our first breakout session today. He's going to be helping us facilitate that breakout session in Room A, which is membership certification process. What could our future direction look like? But let's take this opportunity to hear from ACB Advisory Board member, Brett Humphrey. A-C-B, below each letter, dots, representing the letter in Braille. American Council of the Blind, together for a bright future. ACB Executive Director, Eric Bridges, and Advisory Board Member, Brett Humphrey. Eric Bridges, Executive Director. All right, well, welcome back. Uh, Eric Bridges, back again. This time I am being joined by Brett Humphrey, another one of ACB's Advisory Board Members. Brett? Welcome. Yeah, thank you, Eric. It's great to be here today. Yeah, it's good to have you here. Well, you and I have known one another for several years uh, mm -hmm. in your work capacity. Can you uh, tell the audience a little bit about what you do in your day-to-day uh, nine-to-five? -day Brett Humphrey, Accessibility Lead for Microsoft Teams. Yeah, you bet. Uh, I'm the principal program manager for the Teams accessibility effort. I've been working on Teams for a little over a year now. And uh, prior to that, I spent over 10 years working in the Windows division on the assistive technologies at Ship Inbox. So I uh, spend most of my days trying to figure out how do we do uh, create a better experience for those with disabilities. So through the years, I think we've known one another for what, seven or eight years now, something like that. Yeah, quite a while. Talk a little bit about your interactions with, with ACB and uh, what, what brought you to the, to the advisory board. Yeah, I think, Eric, you're right. We met about seven or eight years ago. It was part of a World Blind Union conference. And uh, we we're doing really early bring up of Narrator on Windows, uh, excuse me, on IE at that time. And we we're just sitting down talking with folks and just getting some feedback. And I happened to sit down next to you and started working through it. And you just were really crisp and clear on your feedback, and it was just fun to sit and talk with you. And uh, since that point in time, I started coming out to the ACB conventions for work and got to know you and others uh, over the course of those years. From from our end, um, we valued a lot of the a lot of the relationship building and management that you did with our membership, as well as your interest in wanting to figure out ways to, to assist ACB. And so uh, I guess we invited you, correct? <laughs> to be part of the yeah. be part of the advisory board. Uh, and you, you joined, I believe in 2019. 
Yeah, it was great. Uh, in just over the course of the years, just chatting with you, especially for the past four or five years, I just want to know how could I help? Is there an opportunity for me to to give back to this organization? Because I really appreciate all the work and the effort that your team does. And uh, as we were talking, like, hey, we have some challenges uh, around our IT infrastructure. And so I came on board at that time to look at how we can help stabilize uh, just your websites and how and where and when you manage uh, all of your systems. And so we worked through that. And uh, as I continued to work on the board, I, we <clears throat> you started to look at, hey, how do we understand our membership data better? So it's been really great to kind of dive to, uh, it's been really great to dive into that and, you know, start working on all the membership data. Yeah. The, 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 going back to the IT component, you know, um, Brett played a role in helping to get us to the right folks uh, at Microsoft, the philanthropy arm of Microsoft that provides uh, enterprise level uh, technologies to nonprofits for either zero or low cost. And so we were able to work with what's it called philanthropy for good, right, Brett? Yeah, um, correct. To, to work out a, a deal where we could have our digital assets uh, moved into the Microsoft Azure cloud, which has been immensely helpful. Yeah, and uh, and then um, being able to to look at all of the data that we collect regarding membership and really understand uh, have a better understanding, sort of set forth some you know some. Uh, theories and or wanting to know stuff that we don't already know that's in the data and then exploring that really what over the last year or so right yeah it's been probably about a year on and off i think what's been really interesting to me on this you know journey to understand your membership better has really been uh watching this group grow um one you had to help educate me a lot on the org it's a, it's a complex organization and how it's set up. But as we worked through, just explain to me some of the complexities and how the organization runs, uh, we started to evolve some really crisp, clear questions about what we wanted to understand initially from the membership data. Um, you know, who are our friends? Who are the family? And really getting to these, these crisp, clear questions has been super fun. It's helped us really dive into the data and understand what it's there today and what we may need to, you know, evolve over time. But uh, it's great to be able to really start to see the shape uh, of your membership. Look at how they're donating, how they're volunteering, when they're helping out. And uh, hopefully it just helps grow the membership and help bring people in and, and be more engaged. That's right. And uh, Brett, you became a, a life member a couple of years ago and you're, uh, you're one of us. Correct, and more than one, in one way, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I myself um, identify as, as blind, although I have some vision. Uh, over the past few years, I've had a significant change in my eyesight, uh, so I do use a screen reader daily. Um, I often say that uh, I'm deceptively blind is a phrase I've used recently. A lot of people <laughs> don't think that I am. They're like, hey, you walk around the house and you take care of stuff. I'm like, yeah, but really, I'm going to run into people at any second. Um, and then, yeah, and then just 
it's just been it's been a fun few years just working through kind of that change uh, change for me and using a screen reader every day. Uh, I used to phrase it this way: I had low vision and used a screen reader to augment my sight, and now I use a screen reader and my eyesight can occasionally augment the use of a screen reader. So, uh, so it's been a, a unique shift, and uh, yeah, so it's been kind of a fun journey. And then, as far as being a lifetime member, again, I just I really appreciated. And I do appreciate all of the things that the ACB does. Uh, I don't know that most people understand the breadth and the depth of the work that your group does. And I've always been super impressed by the teams that you bring together. They're very dynamic teams, very dedicated people. They've all been just amazing to work with. And so I just wanted to find ways to give back, whether it's lifetime membership, spending time working with folks on membership data. And so, you know, my goal is just continue to see how I can help give back. Awesome. Well, Brett, we appreciate um, the time that you've, that you've given and are giving and hopefully will continue to give. And, uh, and thank you so much for, you know, all of the, the, the time and, and your talent that you're donating to this organization. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Take care and have a good one. Yeah, you too. A logo, ACB, in print and braille, American Council of the Blind, together for a bright future. Well, wasn't that fantastic to hear a little bit more from Brett Humphrey? And we, again, he'll be part of our Room A breakout session on Media 6 uh, following uh, the Connection Show, uh, talking about our... Um, certification, membership certification process, and future direction. And then our Room B, which is going to be broadcast on ACB Media 7, we'll be talking about communications and communication tips uh, with Deb Cook-Lewis, Jeff Bishop, and BOP Chair Katie Frederick. And then on Room C on Media 8, uh, we will be talking about how do you do a podcast, you know, learn about podcasting from three podcast experts, um, which are Michael Badcock, uh, Thomas Reed, uh, remember him from our wonderful AD Awards Gala, uh, who does the podcast Read My Mind, R-E-I-D, and Brian Charlson, who along with uh, Carl Richardson does the Picture This podcast. So, what wonderful opportunity it'll be to meet those folks in room C. But now I'd like to turn it over to our connection show and Cindy and Colby, take it away. I am Colby Garrison back with you again and so thrilled to be here with Lucy. Uh, yes, as I'm my- not Cindy. I'm not Cindy. <laughs> Um, but lucy is here with me for this afternoon and um just i'm so excited to be here with all of you we've got a great show uh planned and we are going to start out by talking with miss jean man once again about the monthly monetary support program so jean welcome thanks for joining us Colby, and I think my friend Michael Garrett might be here with me. I'm not Hi. sure. Is Michael I'm here. here? I'm oh, here. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Great. Michael, Michael works on the MMS committee with me. I'll start out and then I'll, I'll let Michael do some talking. All right. Um, sounds great. 
we we have um, we're doing a little a, a little we called it March Madness this weekend, and we're encouraging people to either sign up or if they're able to to up their pledges a little bit. We're giving out prizes. We gave one yesterday. It's a twenty five dollar Amazon gift card, and it went to Jeff and Leslie Tom. Yay! And we'll give That's another twenty five dollar gift card today, tomorrow, and Monday, and then Tuesday. Tuesday, everybody who has signed up or uh, up their donation will be eligible to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Oh, wow. And you know, that'll go far. Yes, wow. it will. Well, you know, maybe not as far as it did last year, but it'll still go far. <laughs> yeah. And um, we have a phone number and an um, email address. Now, I have to tell you, there's a little glitch with the phone number. If you call it during the day, you'll probably either get me or you'll get um, a message telling you to leave a message. But what was supposed to happen was at five o'clock or five thirty, it was supposed to go strictly to voicemail, and it does, but it gives you the wrong message and it doesn't allow you to leave one. So, oh no! Yes, I'm, I'm not sure what happened, but anyway. So if you need to call us, um, do it between like nine and five, uh, you know, Eastern time. And that number is 888-999-3190. Now you can email anytime and I will get the message. And the email address is askacbmms at gmail.com. Um, I actually get an email when you call too. So I, you know, leave your name and your phone number and I will get back to you. Now, um, Michael, do you want to do you want to talk about like the benefits of joining the MMS program? Sure. I think Jean did a wonderful job with the interview with with uh, Dan, but I, I just kind of wanted to highlight a couple of other points. Uh, one of the things in terms of the benefit, really, the benefit goes to ACB in that it allows ACB to really serve, bring service to the blind and visually impaired community. Everything that happens, and I think Dan was starting to enumerate some of the, the services and, and the issues that we've addressed, but everything that happens, that all of the successes that ACB has filters back down to the local uh, chapter and communities. And the, one of the other benefits is, especially from a, an affiliate level, you can benefit, your affiliate can benefit by becoming a part of MMS. It is so important that we all participate. This is our way of participating in the work and the success of ACB. So, 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 even at a minimum of $10, you can have an impact on the things that affect your community. Remember that, that up to half of what you donate can go, can go back to your affiliate, whatever one you choose. And I mean, what an easy way to raise funds for ACB and for your affiliate. You know, and you don't have to do any work. You know, you just, you just call us, or if you can't do it this weekend, you call the Minnesota office. And you say I'd like to I'd like to give ten dollars a month or twenty dollars a month or fifty if you're you know rich 
and 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 you say, and I'd like half of it to go to um, whatever affiliate you want it to go to. And every quarter, that affiliate will get a check with the amount of money you donated and whoever else in your affiliate is is on the MMS program. And it's just such an easy way to raise some funds for your affiliate and for ACB. You you either give them a, a check number or a credit card number, and it comes out of your checking account or it's charged to your credit card each month. You don't have to think about it. It's just, it's the easiest way to do it. Gene, I also wanted to point out one of the topics you and you and Tony were talking about were the numbers, uh, the total numbers we, we had last year were about $104,000. But we only did that with a little over 300 participants. Yep. And so, and that accounted for about 11% of the total ACB budget. But think about if we had 500 participants how much of an impact that would have on the total ACB budget. And that's only a few, a few more, about 170 more people. So if, if, if we could get more people participating in the program, we can have a huge impact on the, on the total ACB budget. Yeah, 300 is really a, a small percentage of our membership. And, and we know there are many of you out there and we know some of you can't do it. We understand. But as, as, as Tony or Dan, I don't know which one of them said it, some people can give their time, some people can give their talent, and some people can give their treasure. So if you're one of those people that can give your treasure, we'd certainly appreciate a small piece of that. Yes, absolutely. And, and you guys, you kind of answered my, my next question. I was going to say for anybody who might be new to ACB um, and who may not fully understand what the MMS program is, but you've uh, kind of broken that down. So hopefully people have a better understanding and they can certainly email or call you if they have any additional uh, questions and can email um, for sure. So thank you so much for being with us today. Well, they thank just you. sold me. I love Amazon, so I had to increase my monthly amount. And just remember that you do not have to be a member to be a part of this program. Right. If you're listening right. in and, and it intrigues you, you're a family yes. member of somebody, you don't have to be a member of ACB. We'd love for you to join, but you don't have to be a member. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Gene and Michael, so much for being here and being with us. We look forward to speaking with you guys more throughout the week. Yep. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Colby and Lucy. <laughs> thank bet. you very much. All right. Lucy, I'll be calling you. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> And next, we are going to hear from, I always refer to her to her as the first lady of ACB, but we have got Miss Leslie Spoon with us to talk all about the upcoming auction. Hi, Leslie. Welcome. Hi, Colby. Hi, Lucy. Hi, Hi Leslie. My favorite subject, auction. <laughs> auction. Yes, yes, yes. I love it, love it, love it. It's almost as near and dear to me as exercise. You know, they're... they're <laughs> <laughs> they're both top in my life so you know like auction exercise you know or exercise in an auction I don't know so it's crazy but I've got my auction hat on today so thanks for having me Colby and Lucy I really appreciate it on the connect show I'll be here throughout the week I think a couple of times so thanks 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 I really appreciate it um, 
So we get to kick off the ACB uh, hybrid conference um, on June 18th with the ACB summer auction this year. So again, it's June 18th, which is a Saturday. We haven't done it on a Saturday before. So this is kind of new for, our, for the auction. Um, it'll be fun. So, you know, Saturday night, you know, get your date, get your popcorn, you know, lots of items will be coming in. We just got started. We're already at 45 items right now, but it's a good start. So I'll be calling the affiliates and, and the community and uh, anybody that, that wants to donate, please feel free. We take anything, uh, jewelry, baked goods, technology, crafts, whatever you can do. Um, and if you don't want to donate or don't know what to donate, you can always bid. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, you can always bid, bid, bid is what I say. So um, <laughs> June 18th again, is the kickoff, it's a virtual auction on ACB Media. And then um, to wet your whistle, we have the ACB Appetizer Auction on June 16th and June 17th, which will be um, Thursday and Friday. So Thursday and Friday will be the appetizer auction, which will be the day starting at 12 noon Eastern and then going till 12 noon Eastern on um, Saturday. So it'll start Thursday and Friday and then Saturday will close with the appetizer auction. And then Saturday night will be the kickoff of the main auction, the main event. So, um, so that, that's going to be exciting. So, you know, we will be reaching out to the affiliates the deadline for descriptions and items, if you want to send them to me, is May 1st. So again, the deadline and descriptions is May 1st. You can email me. Can I give that out here? Yes, I think yeah, so. I okay, think great. So. so so you can email me at Leslie, L-E-S-L-I-E, S is -E -S in Sam, P is in Paul, O-O-N-E, at C-F-L, so Cat Frank Lima. Dot rr dot com. So it's my name, Leslie Spoon at cf.rr.com. You can also call me. I love to get calls. 407-678-4163. Um, uh, if you don't want to email me, call me and tell me what you want to donate. And we are here for you. So it's just exciting, exciting, exciting. You know, those appetizer auctions, those are really fun. Because, oh, my gosh, yeah. you know, you have to wait to find out if you've won the bid or not. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Well, and we update the bids throughout the day um, a mm -hmm. couple of times. So you do know if, you, if you're the high bidder, you know, which is good. And then, then all of a sudden my phone rings, all of them, you know, my cell phone, the house phone. And then Dan will start answering um, a funny story last year <laughs> all day. Dan answered somebody when the appetizer was happening. They said, are you the ACB president? And he says, right now I'm the auction helper. <laughs> <laughs> so that was funny. But yeah, the appetizer's fun. I love the appetizer. Yes, for sure. Yes, yes. It's so. Always a big hit. I know that definitely brings in uh, quite a lot of, of money each, each time. And it's always so much fun looking through all those different items. Yeah, it uh, is That fun. you have for, yes. for the appetizer auction. Um, yes. and, and events and just all that kind of stuff. And that's a, a huge, huge job. I know a lot of, a lot goes into that. And we thank you so much for, for coordinating all of that. That's, uh, oh, well, thank you. I really love it. And the community is really kicked in. So thank you to you guys, uh, Colby and, and of course, Cindy and you, Lucy, 
but you guys really have kicked in a lot, the community. So I've been reaching out to some of the community uh, members so far, and they're, they're going to give me some items. So I'm excited. So oh, yeah. that's it. ACB community always comes through. That's right. You bet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> awesome. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, thanks for having me and uh, great job you guys are doing as usual. And I think I'm back on Monday. So I'll see you. Yes. Thanks so much, Leslie. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. Great job as usual, guys. Thanks. So I think, Lucy, we've got just a little bit of time left um, and wanted to definitely remind people that the ACB 2022 ACB conference and convention is coming up quickly. and will be July 1st through the 8th mm. in Omaha, Nebraska. And yes. that's the in-person portion as of right now, um, at least. I know we're hoping to have a, a hybrid convention, so there will be a lot of virtual uh, components and in person an in-person portion as well. I know the board is um, meeting fairly soon to make that final decision, so stay tuned for information on all of that. And... Uh, Prior to and after that July 1st through 8th portion, we will also be having several days before and after, as I said, of just virtual um, meetings. So stay tuned for more information on all of that. That will be forthcoming. And uh, Janet Dickelman, Miss Convention Coordinator herself and her team are working incredibly hard to plan and make sure that um, everything goes off as smoothly as possible. And so I know that there's a lot going on behind the scenes to make that happen as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. $50 at one time might be a good bit, but just think if you get that 5000 it's nothing. Oh, yeah. That is very true. Well, and if he, I got the 500, I was just going to say that. I was just going <laughs> to say that. That'd be awesome. And, you know, the Braille Forum is a great publication to keep up with what's happening in ACB. And uh, there's always affiliate news in there. And President Dan always puts in a wonderful president's message. And, um, oh, gosh, I mean, you can find what, you know, some people are uh, – uh, the newest technology stuff is just packed full of wonderful info. I can't tell you how many years I've been receiving the Braille Forum. Um, long, long time received it in paper Braille copy, but now I can read it on my Braille display. Wow. I mean, yes. how, how times have changed. Wow. It's <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. And, and you know what's great about it now? We have the themed issues. So, uh, yeah. you know, you, you learn about so many different things in the, in the field of blindness. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not just the technology things, but uh, what's going on with people and what events are going on. It's just uh, a great special interest magazine that I, I, I'm not going to tell you that I've read that thing for over 40 years now. I, 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 yeah. Well, you know, I used to think 40 was old. Now that I've I done know. something for 40 years, it's it's not as bad as it used to be. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, this is truly a, a great opportunity to help the Braille Forum. Those guys on the BOP are doing a tremendous job. Um, if you like the Braille Forum, uh, you know, check out the ACB media things that are going on. And uh, you can actually read your Braille Forum at ACB media. 
So yes. it, it's just so many ways to get it. Now, I can remember back when they were two ways, three ways. You got it on Braille, talking book, or, uh, well, we call it talking book. Then it was cassette tape cassette, yep. and, uh, and large print. So yep, yep. Uh, we, oh, yeah. we have a digital copy available now instead of a cassette, but you still can get the Braille or print. Oh, uh, we yeah. try to encourage everybody to read it electronically because it's there. You can go back to it. It's not yes. something uh, it's that be recycled. Yeah. It's, it's so green to have it electronically, you know, so mm-hmm. it's great. But a lot of the ways that we pay for that, uh, I don't know if you heard the treasurer's report yesterday. It cost us a little over $40,000 to produce it for a year. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Just think, $25,000 of it came from, from the membership. You know, you guys bought tickets last year and you made this thing happen for us. So uh, we can't thank you enough for helping us to have the things that we enjoy and hope that you enjoy as well. And we're assuming if you do, if you put your 50 bucks out there that, uh, you know, that you really do love and and support the Braille Forum. And uh, it's been going on now for several years. I'll talk about that a little bit tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's just so good to be able to read about different blind people out not just in the united states but you get articles from people uh, all around the world sometimes so mm-hmm. um and the different themes has made it uh more enjoyable for a lot of people and it's it's actually uh empowered a lot of people who wouldn't have put the articles out there if if we hadn't put the themes issues in so anytime you can empower somebody to step up to the plate and do something a little different it's just so good. For sure. And when you empower somebody like that, that may enhance a skill set for them that they didn't know they had until they tried. So there's mm-hmm. just everybody wins all around. That's right. Especially those of us out there that, uh, uh, you know, that, that want to read it. Uh, you know, we might not ever get to hear from you any other way. And that article may touch us. That's, That's very, very true. true. Yeah. And remember, if you feel like you can't afford $50, like David said, you can get a couple of friends together. And wow, if you win that 5000 just think, oh, my goodness. I did that last year. Went in with oh, a friend. Did I did, actually. It was cool. my first Braille Forum raffle ticket, you know, that I had, had I'd heard about it and went in with a friend. And just remember, as they were making the announcement, you know, it was like, oh, I got goosebumps because, you know, know, what, know, what if, what if they were to call, you know, call the, our name or, or something like that. So it, it was really a kind of a neat, neat moment as well. <laughs> well, you know, I, what I remember about last year's drawing, we had our alumni at our school for the blind late. We still have one of the biggest alumni left in the country. Oh, and goodness, Rhonda, awesome. Rhonda and I do a pre-alumni hot dog dinner for the people that are here in town early. And oh, we have anywhere from 20 to 60 people a year. Wow. Up to that. And I had all those people in my house oh my and God. I was, I was on the uh, show with Nancy Becker and Nancy was drawing. And, and of course I was talking about the raffle and everything. And we had all these people in the background, <laughs> <laughs> you know, at the, at the ACB banquet eating hot dogs. oh that's great i love it wow oh i'm jealous we don't have um too much of an alumni association anymore in michigan uh where i went to school at the school for the blind and 
Oh, it's so sad because I love those reunions and stuff. Wow. Well, we actually stay in the dorms and, and you know, a lot of us do. Uh, oh, wow. We, we have a full weekend of entertainment. Of course, we do a little business. Uh, we have more <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's uh, so cool. And, and a lot of visiting because we're, you know, even if you went to school in the 60s and somebody might have went in the 80s, yeah. Uh, through our alumni, we become a family. Sure. Right. And, and it gives us, you know, a great opportunity to fellowship. Uh, that and the ACB conventions each year are my, mine and Rhonda's favorite times of the year because you get to fellowship with your friends. You go out to dinner with them and you get to sit down and talk about things uh, right. other than just sharing the business of, of the organization. So it's it's just a great time to fellowship. You bet. But, oh, my goodness. But, yep. But I, we're, I, we're kicking off the Braille form raffle now. It's kicked off. You can order tickets now. Um, you may not get anybody actually on Monday because, remember, these these guys are real busy with the leadership conference. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and everything, so. Okay, Rick. Thanks. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, we're, we're just uh, wanting everybody to um, begin to, to participate in the Braille form raffle. But mostly what we want from you is to enjoy your conference or our conference because uh, it's mine, too. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we, we just want to, you know, fellowship and get information and, and just have a good time and in, enjoy it. But uh, remember that, it, that for all these things that go on, they do cost. As a treasurer, I have to remind people of that. And uh, these Zoom accounts are not free. That's right. Uh, you, you know, so we have to have ways to pay for it and to help pay for the Braille Forum. Uh, you know, the Braille Forum raffle is is a good uh, over half of what the Braille Forum costs us. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. just a great way to help have continue to have the Braille Forum. Well, very cool. Wow. Thanks Thank so much for, for talking with us today, David. Gosh. Yeah, it's been, you know, David brought up a, a really good point just talking about fellowship and how we can fellowship at convention and they get to fellowship with their alumni chapter from the school for the blind. And I definitely want to mention that about the ACB community, when you join the ACB community and you get our schedule of events, that is fellowship 365 days a year, 24 seven, including holidays. The ACB community never stops. And we are the, the ACB community is going to be celebrating its second birthday on this coming Thursday, March 17th. (laughs) We will have a birthday party at 9 p.m. Eastern time, and you can receive all of the pertinent Zoom information to connect to that event. If you are receiving our daily schedule, it will come to your inbox. If you're not receiving our daily schedule and you want to join in on all of this fellowship that will happen if you come and start participating in our events, it's really simple. You can send an email to community at acb.org. Let us know you'd like to be subscribed to receive our daily schedule and we will get you signed up. 